What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Signed Off the Couch, a podcast about sports. I'm your host, Brian Reed. Today, again, we're going to keep it short and sweet in this episode. I'm going to talk about the Toronto Raptors and Boston Celtics series. We're going to do a little bit of what went wrong for the Raptors in game one and what to expect in game two. All right, let's get right into it. First and foremost, the Boston Celtics put a whooping on the Toronto Raptors in game one, 112 to 94. It was a very, 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 very difficult game to watch as a Toronto Raptors fan. Obviously, not an ideal start to the series. Um, A lot of Raptors fans right now are concerned, uh, to put it lightly. Um, Worried, maybe, is also another word. But... I mean, ultimately, all you have to do is look back at, at last year, right? Look at look at all the game ones we played last year and how bad we were in most of them. Um, and also look at the the holes we climbed out of last year. We were down 2-0 against the Bucks. you know? We were down 2-1 against Philly. It's the playoffs. It's round two. It's, it's not going to be easy pickings. We were never going to come in here and sweep the Celtics. You know, if the Raptors are going to win an NBA championship, they're going to lose some games along the way. So this is, is I don't want to say it was to be expected uh, because it wasn't. Um, I think I was pretty fired up for the game. I, I thought it would be close, but I thought, you know, either team, generally these games, you, you think they're going to come down to the last couple of possessions at the end. But the Raptors kind of got buried early and they, they really just didn't have any chance late. So what happened? What went wrong? Well, in, in my opinion, that first quarter obviously just, just killed the Raptors. It, it, was, it was very, very tough. Um, they couldn't hit a shot. They couldn't get out in transition. They weren't running. They just weren't playing their game. So what, what, what I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't know what happened. Was it execution? Who knows? Um, really, though, if you look at it, it, it kind of seemed like Brad Stevens had a better game plan going in than, than Nick Nurse, you know, which is tough to say because I'm a big Nick Nurse guy, and I, I really believe in Nick Nurse. I know that he's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the league, but Brad Stevens, also a very good basketball coach. So but why do I say that Brad Stevens outcoached Nick Nurse? It just kind of seemed like the game plan that the Celtics had at the beginning of the game took a lot of the things that Toronto was good at away. Um, they were the Celtics were were moving the ball around very very well. They were passing like crazy, and the whole Toronto Raptors kind of defense is 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 kind of sealing off the paint and not allowing anybody to come in, and then getting out and trying to seal off three more open three point shots. You know they they do a lot of help down low. They do a lot of help defense up top too. They switch a lot. That that generally speaking leaves three point shooters kind of wide open. So when Boston was throwing the ball around, you know, the three point line or, or throwing the ball around in the offensive end, it it just kind of seemed like the Raptors were scrambling. You know, it was it was hard. They couldn't really keep up with the passing, and their closeouts on the threes were 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 tough and they were uncontrolled. You know, they were coming in and, and there was a lot of fouls that were getting called. Some of them were ticky tacky. You know, the refs didn't really let the Raptors play defense in the first quarter at all, which again was tough to watch. And, and as Raptors fans, I know that a lot of people will complain about that and I get it. I'm on board. I'm, I'm here for that. I mean, they, they were by the general rule of the law, there were a lot of fouls that the Raptors committed. Did they need to be called that early? Probably not. I don't fully understand. I mean, there was the one three that Pascal closed on and, and Jalen Brown hit it basically uncontested, not uncontested. It was great defense, but he hit it. And Siakam was standing there straight up and just so happened to kind of glance Jalen Brown's elbow and 
apparently Jalen Brown had nowhere to land and, and Nick Nurse challenged it and all this stuff and, and ended up being a foul call. I mean, do you really need to call that right now? It's the playoffs. You know, you should be letting these guys play. Uh, I'm not saying let them come to blows, let them push each other or, or, you know, fight or anything. We don't want that, but you got to let them play defense. I mean, both these teams are excellent defending teams, you know, and, and they do that physically. So there's going to be some some bumping and grinding. There's going to be some pushing. There's going to be some hacking and grabbing. Like that's just how these teams play. So you got to let them play that way, or else you're going to dictate this entire series. And and I I know that I don't want the rest to dictate the entire series. And I know that the NBA probably doesn't want the rest to dictate the entire series. But really, that first quarter, it set the tone. I mean, the the Raptors were were solid enough the rest of the way. You know, they 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 kept up in the box score at least the rest of the way. Um, but they just couldn't recover from that hole that they were buried in with all the foul trouble and closeout problems and so on and so forth. So going forward into game two, one of the most important things is 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 changing the game plan up a little bit. I mean, you, you don't necessarily want to play Boston's game the entire time, you know, so a little bit different defensive look would be good at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know how Nick Nurse is going to do it. I'm not really an X's and O's guy when it comes to basketball, but there is something that you have to do. You, you have to change it up a little bit, especially at the beginning, because you don't want to get buried. Second thing, um, and this is kind of a trending topic when it comes to you know NBA pundits and Raiders and so on and so forth, and that is uh, what's the matter with Pascal Siakam? Um, this, is a, this is a tough one, because I'm a big Pascal guy. I've loved watching him play over the last three or four years, and I love watching him progress and get better and better and better. And, and I, I, I honestly think that the guy can can do anything in this league because I think he has the work ethic to do that. Um, but at this point in time, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with Pascal Siakam. I just think people are painting him as this elite finisher in the paint, and I just don't think that he is that. You know, um, when I say that, I mean just watch the first five or six minutes of, of Game One again, like Pascal gets the ball down low, Pascal gets to the rim. He's very good at getting in the rim. He's very good at getting open looks down low, but he just doesn't finish sometimes. You know, sometimes these easy layups or these easy, just, yeah, easy layups or easy shots off the glass and in, they're just not falling for him. I don't know. I mean, early in the year, they were falling more often, definitely, when he was on that tear for the first month or two. But now, I mean, it's like, for some reason, he gets to the rim with ease. He slices through these guys with ease, but then the shots just aren't falling. I don't know if it's a confidence issue, but I, I know that when he starts games kind of flat, then he forces it a little bit or the Raptors force it to him a little bit because they want to get him going, quote unquote. Um, and that's fine to do. It is. It's fine to do when you when you are passing the ball into an elite finisher or an elite basketball player or whatever. And Again, I don't doubt that Pascal will get there eventually. I think he has a great work ethic, like I said, and I think he's going to add things to his game in the offseason. Um, hopefully he gets more consistent around the rim, and hopefully he gets more consistent from beyond the arc. You know, that would be good. Those are the two things that if I were him, I'd be working on, and I'm sure he's well aware of that. He knows way more about this game than I ever will. Um, so it, it's, it's, not really, it's not really a what's wrong with Pascal Siakam. It's a have we been looking at him the wrong way kind of thing, you know, like he's not Kawhi Leonard. He just isn't. Kawhi Leonard can get to the rim and he's stronger than everybody and he finishes more often than not. You know, he probably shoots like, I don't know, 
at the rim or something. I, I, I haven't looked these numbers up, but he's, he's probably up there because that's how he, that's, that's what he does, you know, and if he doesn't, he gets the respect of a foul call a lot of the time. Whereas Pascal doesn't really get that respect. He doesn't really get a lot of free throws, you know, unless Nick Nurse starts, you know, rallying or, or bugging the refs about it. Pascal just doesn't really get the calls at this time, which I don't fully understand why, because they have, they're, they're perfectly fine. Refs are perfectly fine with calling ticky tacky fouls, defensive fouls on Pascal Siakam, but they won't give him a break on the offensive end. So it's very odd there. And, and again, there's probably something in there too that, that sucks, but ultimately he is just not an elite finisher right now. He just isn't. So if that's the case, then the Raptors need to get back to the basics, uh, whether that's him being a decoy uh, or whether that's, you know, him settling for jumpers more. I don't know. I, I think that would be crazy. Obviously he needs to get to the rim, but he needs to get to the rim. He needs to get fouls. He needs to hit his free throws because he hasn't been hitting his free throws very consistently either. So that's kind of tough. Um, I mean, when it comes right down to it, though, I think when he's not on, he needs to be a decoy. He needs to look to pass more, uh, but he needs to make better decisions, too, because he can't turn the ball over. You know, the Raptors had a relatively good game in the turnover department. They pretty much dominated Boston in the turnover department. So they should have probably won that game if it wasn't for the first quarter. If the Raptors get down early, don't force it into Pascal Siakam. He's not an elite finisher. Okay, get it in there and then Siakam. If it's not there, kick it out, and and then let's see if our shooters can hit shots. Fred also was not that good. He was not hitting shots uh, that he has been hitting, or he did hit against Brooklyn. He's, he had a ton of uncontested looks that he just didn't that just didn't fall, and you know there was a couple drives to the rim that just didn't fall, and and Lowry had some shots that didn't fall, and the bench and Abaka was great at the beginning, but then everything kind of fell apart and you know it's it was a it was a tough game and there's going to be hard games like that and this is where we're going to find out whether or not the raptors are true contenders because if they come back in game two and have a good game and, and they win then the series is even you know if they go down two and oh there's still hope because again they've climbed out of that hole before but ultimately they need to compete and and they got to change up the game plan and then they got to hit shots now i'm not saying that this is going to change anything but the families are back in the bubble, and which means Fred VanVleet just became a dad again. You know, we all know what happened when he became a dad again, a dad for a second time when his son was born against Milwaukee. He started shooting the lights out. So hopefully he's got a little bit of added inspiration, and he starts knocking down shots tonight. Because if he's if he's driving and scoring, if he's hitting threes and scoring, if he's hitting his uncontested shots, and the rest of the rappers are, are hitting more uncontested shots and not shooting. 37% or whatever they shot and 25% from three, like there's plenty of room for them to get better. It's not all bad. It was, it was a tough game to watch. I hated watching it. It was incredibly frustrating. I was yelling at the TV a lot. I get that Raptors fans. But if you look at the numbers and think about it a little bit, the separation, the, these teams aren't separated by that much. You know, it's going to come down to execution, which team executes more consistently. Boston just so happened to do that in the first quarter. But again, they had a ton of turnovers um, where the Raptors didn't. So if the Raptors can keep turnovers down and shoot the ball better, this this is it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close series. So we expected six games. We expected seven games. Like I said before, I, I tried to call the shot that the winner of the series is going to be the NBA champion. And I still, you know, feel that way. If the Celtics win this series, I think they walk through 
the Miami Heat or the Bucks probably because they're just so good. They're so long. They're so athletic. They're so fast. They've been hitting shots. They have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, all these options. They are an elite basketball team. Now it's up to the Raptors to show the world that they're still an elite basketball team. You know, so let's stop forcing it with Siakam. Let's play Raptors basketball. Let's pass the ball around. Let's not worry about the box score. Let's not worry about who's getting the baskets. Let's just get open shots and hit them. You know, that's what it's all about. Get open shots, hit them, and win basketball games. So that's that's it. That's what the Raptors have to do. Get those open shots. Start sinking them. Don't care about who's scoring. Play defense. Be controlled on your closeouts. Again, don't get in too deep of a hole in the first quarter because it's hard to get out of those holes. Don't give the refs any reason to, to give the Celtics any extra foul calls or whatever, especially early in the game. Those are, those are the keys, you know, and, and that game, game two, is, is today. So enjoy the game. Let's go Raptors. And that's it for today. Again, thanks for listening, guys. Please follow us uh, on Twitter at SOTCouch and Instagram on Signed Off the Couch. And subscribe on Spotify for our next episode and for all the latest updates from Signed Off the Couch. Thanks for listening.